Bailey Baxter from Lorraine, Ohio. If I'm wrong about that, I would like for you to write in and tell me who the writer of this is. But it's called, oh, When I'm an Old Lady and Live with My Kids. Let, let me read this poem. When I'm an old lady, I'll live with each kid and bring such happiness uh, just as they did. I want to pay back all the joy they've provided, returning each deed. <laughs> oh, they'll be so excited when I'm an old lady and live with my kids. I'll write on the walls with reds, whites, and blues and bounce on the furniture wearing my shoes. I'll drink from the carton and then leave it out. I'll stuff all the toilets, oh, how they'll shout when I'm an old lady and live with my kids. And when they're on the phone and just out of reach, I'll get into things like sugar and bleach. Oh, they'll snap their fingers and shake their head. And when that is done, I'll hide under the bed when I'm an old lady and live with my kids. When they cook dinner and call me to eat, I'll not eat my green beans, my salad, or meat. I'll gag on my okra, spill milk on the table, and when they're angry, I'll, I'll run if I'm able when I'm an old lady and live with my kids. I'll sit close to the TV, through the channels I'll click. I'll cross both my eyes to see if they'll stick. I'll take off my socks and throw one away and play in the mud till the end of the day when I'm an old lady and live with my kids. And later in bed, I'll lay back and sigh. I'll thank God in prayer, then close my eyes. My kids will look down with a smile, slowly creeping, and say with a groan, she's so sweet when she's sleeping. <laughs> I'm an old lady and live with my kids. Listen, our mothers deserve uh, the recognition of Mother's Day every day. Did you hear me? They deserve what's going on today every day. Uh, they deserve it. We need to recognize and honor and respect our mothers. You know, some have entered into motherhood and it, it was a surprise. They did the pregnancy test kit and they announced to their husband when he got home from work, we're going to have a baby. And some jumped up and down and some didn't know what to do about that situation. Hey, some others uh, biologically could not be a mother and they had that They've dealt with that all their life. God bless them. And for some others, uh, their mother wasn't so nice. God help you if you had to deal with that. And for others, motherhood, there's no one like mom. No one like mom. And that's what I want to celebrate today. On the TV show, The Middle, uh, Mike and Frankie have three kids. That's Axel, Sue, and Brick. They are a dysfunctional family, and that's what makes the show so funny and just uh, accurate to life sometimes. But even with all the quirks they have in their own way, they love each other. In one episode, uh, Mike was talking about parenting, and he called parenting punishing it forward. I cracked. I laughed at, at that. Moms, you are so special because you are so important to God's plan. And that's where we're at in this. Proverbs 31 uh, is a good reminder of what our mothers, may I say our ladies, uh, do for us. I want to read in Proverbs 31, verse 10 and 11. An excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. I'm dropping down to 28 through 30. 
Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. I, I love this text. She's valuable. You cannot afford to pay someone to do the job that mother does in the home. It's just, it's out of love. There's a passion. There's a desire to this. There's a fervor. And so she's valuable, verse 11, to her husband. The husband and wife are a team. They work side by side in the home and in parenting. And God designed that the home would work and operate this way. But listen, she's also valuable to the children. In verse 15, it says, She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. And then verse 28 again, her children rise up and bless her. So my message today is really for the young people, isn't it? It's for the young people. Your mother gave birth to you, and you should respect her and love her and, and do this every day. She risked her life to give you life. And you think about when you were an infant that she changed your diaper multiple, multiple times in a given day and uh, fed you, ensured your comfort and your success. Meals were essential, and your mother did this all throughout the day, every single day. And how many jars of Gerber baby food did she put on the spoon and act like she was the choo-choo train coming into the tunnel, or maybe the airplane coming in for a landing, and you would open your mouth and take in that, whatever that stuff was. The nurturing that mother brings is the foundation to a healthy outlook that our children are going to have. Mom spends the most time with the children. But she also keeps busy at home. We already know that, don't we? In verses 11 through 14, it says, The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like a merchant ships, and she brings her food from afar. Now, you know, today we, we just stumble all over that text because... We don't have to do that. Uh, Deb and I were watching a, one of the coronavirus uh, TV shows that you're going to tag into, and it was called uh, The 1900 Island, and it's people in modern day, just several years ago, that went out to a little island and lived as if they were back in the end of the 1800s. And let me tell you what. I mean, we're just viewing the show, but it's difficult. It was hard for those people. They did not know where their next meal was going to come from because the fishing that the husbands did did not always produce a fish. And so this is the context of this. This is back uh, 3,000 years ago. But I want to remind you, sweatshops are illegal. Men and women working in deplorable conditions around the world Long hours for horrible, God-forsaken pay or no pay at all. And they, they, we do not buy clothing that we find out was made in sweatshops. And yet, if we treat our mothers with disrespect, 
we do not offer them the love that they deserve, then it is as if they were working in a sweatshop called the home. And that's just wrong. Ladies, guard yourself from the mental attacks of the devil that would get your thinking off base. Uh, the Bible tells our children to honor your father and your mother. And that's what children need to do is honor their moms. And we might do that by giving mom a night out once a week. Now, oh my, I think I just got in trouble with some families. Give a mom a night out once a week. And dads, that means you're going to have to take the kids over uh, for a couple of hours or three and let mom get a break from what she does. Moms, take care of your soul. Then in verse 13, it says, she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. Uh, young people, your mom walks through a department store and sees clothes and she thinks of you. She cannot look at a rack of clothes without checking the size to see if it's your size that she might buy that because uh, she thinks about you all the time. And so uh, when she goes outside the home and works, it's not for personal gain. It's not for selfish gain. It's for the support and growth of her family. Uh, let me turn to a text of uh, Titus in the back of your New Testament. In Titus chapter 2 and 4 and 5, it says, uh, let me back it up to three. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, not enslaved to wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands. Here and here's why. So that the word of God may not be dishonored, dishonoring the Word of God by not living up to uh, the Scriptures and the different roles that men and women and children are called upon in the Word of God to live out. If husbands and wives would turn their hearts' attention toward themselves and live selfish lives and resent one another, I guarantee it's the kids that are going to pay. The children are going to pay. And, and Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Your children need you to live out the scriptural truths. A mother's role in the home is valuable. And to work outside the home, while not forbidden, it comes with complications. Years ago, we called it latchkey kids. I don't know what the terminology today might be but it's because no one's at home to receive those children and to take care of them. Many social ills have been brought on the women of our society. Um, we need to, I know you're thinking we need to train our children. I, I'm thinking we ought to train our society to not put the, the social pressure on uh, our ladies that would expect them that we've got to drive a certain car, we've got to have a certain house, that we've got to live a certain way. And it puts our, our, our lady folk uh, into the workplace. My goodness. It's a shame what we can do in a society, isn't it, to keep up with the Joneses. She's also a capable earner. Now let me flip that coin over for the ladies that have to work outside the home. You have to. And we find in our text of, uh, verses 16 uh, through 19, she considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. 
She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. That is, she's, she's making her own clothes and that's how they had to live back then. But listen, she is, according to that text, she's a capable wage earner. And she's a team player. And she's a helpmate to her husband. And she's raising up her children. God bless the moms today that are raising their children up to believe in and know personally Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the bread from heaven, the living water. God bless you for taking that time to raise your children. The Bible does not condemn a woman to work outside the home, uh, but women are not doormats. In Proverbs 31, they are in charge. She buys property. She plants vineyards. She makes articles of clothing to sell for profit. Now, in the New Testament, we, we find examples of women that are working jobs. In fact, these women supported Jesus and the disciples in their ministry. I want to turn to one such text in Luke 8, uh, 1 through 3. It reads, Soon afterwards, he began going around from one city and village to another, proclaiming and preaching the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him. And also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses, and he names them. Mary, who was called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who were, listen to this, contributing to the support of the ministry out of their private means. How were they able to do that? Other than they had worked outside the home, and they supported Jesus' ministry. And then in Acts 16, 13, uh, through 15, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to a riverside where we were supposing that they would be a place of prayer. We sat down and began speaking to the women who had assembled. A woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God, was listening, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized. She urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Now, did these examples, did these ladies have small children at home? I don't know. Had their children already grown to be teenagers? Are they already out of the house? Did they even have children at all? We don't know the answer to those things, but these ladies are industrious and they're supporters of Jesus' ministry. And so I want to ask the mothers today, are you supporting Jesus' ministry and the kingdom of God? Mothers are also uh, uh, women of kindness and charity. I want to go back to Proverbs 31 and read verse 20. She extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. This is so important. Her hands are extended to others, and she is not a selfish person. She knows that as she blesses others, God will bless her. And so let me read from 1 John 3:17. Whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? And then 
Luke 12, verse 33. Sell your possessions. Give to charity. Make yourselves money belts that do not wear out. Unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes, no moth destroys. You guys remember the story in Acts about Tabitha, or we call her Dorcas, in, in Acts uh, chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, this lady had died. And I want to read 36 and 37, then verse 39. 36, now in Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated in Greek is called Dorcas. This woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, which she continually did. And it happened at that night she fell sick and died. And when they had washed her body, she laid in an upper room. Verse 39. So Peter rose and went with them. When he arrived, they brought him into the upper room, and all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing all the tunics and garments that Dorcas used to make while she was with them. God chose to raise up virtuous women that would take care of the ministry, true servants of the Lord. But she's also full of wisdom and teaching. In verse 26, 26, she opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. There's a role for women in the church. I remember one time in a ministry where I asked for volunteers to teach in a, a junior worship, a junior church situation. Six people volunteered. Five were women. Women have always stood in the gap and they have taken care of the church. And many congregations have even been founded by women because there were no menfolk. There were no men to stand in the gap and say, I'll do that. And God blessed the women that lived that way. Many of this, these women uh, have uh, been pioneers. They, many churches exist today because of the hard-working, devoted disciples of Jesus, the lady folk in our congregation. God bless them. Then in husbands, I want to uh, begin to wrap up and say, husbands, are you, are you praising your wife in front of the kids. The kids need to hear dad brag on mom. Do you teach by example? Do you respect their mother? Children, do you sass your mom? Do you disrespect her commands at home? Do you smart aleck talk back to your mother? You are commanded by God to obey your parents. And out of common decency and respect, you say you love your mom, then show it by how you use your mouth and your actions towards your mother. Why all this talk about the mother? Well, because the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Well, the young evangelist Timothy that Paul wrote two letters to in the New Testament, uh, he was primed for the gospel to be an, to be an evangelist to preach in the church by the teachings of his godly mother and grandmother. It says in 2 Timothy 1.5, I'm, I'm mindful of the sincere faith within you that first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And so I want to flip the coin over and say, Moms, do you pray for your sons? 
to become ministers of the gospel, to be preachers in a church. You pray for your boys that they would train to be preachers. Do you pray for your children to be saved? Children, you might have to start praying for your parents if your parents are not saved. If they never gave their life to the Lord, pray for your mom, pray for your dad, that they would acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord with their lips and that they would be baptized, that that day would come when very soon that they would go down under that water and they would feel the waters uh, rush over their face and over their body and that they would know that God's promises are true that they are forgiven of their sins. Come to Jesus and live for him. Now, before I close, I want to issue an assignment to the children and to the dads. You'll notice a calendar, June's month, the month of June has 30 days. Well, you, you got your hands full. You got your homework uh, cut out for you. Dads, children, I want you to mark down 30 things. I want you to think about uh, your mother, and I want you to put one thing on the calendar for the month of June, one every day, and I want you to celebrate your mom with the theme of that day that you might be looking at her talents. You might be marking down her good attitude or her character qualities or some good habits or what she does for you, the things that she uh, does on a daily basis that you may have thought went unrecognized. Mark it on the calendar and share those things in the month of June that's coming up to bless your mom. God bless your day. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I celebrate our mothers. Thank you for them. Now, Father, I pray for the homes that right now are in great difficulty. I pray that uh, moms would shine. It's their finest hour. Please bless them. God, bless our moms. Bless our children. And pull our church together that our church would be strong with moms, be strong with lady folk who uh, have children in their heart and in their home that may not be their biological children. They are a mom to them as well. And so bless them. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.